Hey friend, I just got to warn you. I might be a little over the top excited on today's episode. Why? Because this very topic, going from busyness to fruitfulness, has been on my heart and mind for a while now. Why do you say that, Lissa? Well, because not only am I feeling a need for this in my own life, but I'm also hearing it in conversations with a lot of Christian women, especially those who are entrepreneurs, who are building a life and building a business and trying to fit it all in. Everyone in the world seems to be busy. Is that you too? I truly think it all comes down to our definition of productivity and then what that definition means we spend our time doing or not doing. So on today's episode, we're going to get our hearts under the microscope to diagnose the real problem around your busyness, to redefine your definition of productivity as a Christian woman and entrepreneur, and prescribe the beliefs and actions that will help you go from busyness to fruitfulness. In the words of my friend and fellow podcaster, Penny Quitch, from the She Walks Worthy podcast, today, I'm going to give you an amouche-bouche. That's a term for a morsel that a chef sends out at a fancy restaurant to whet your appetite and make you hungry for more. Because girl, this going from busyness to fruitfulness is a lifelong journey. And today, we're just getting started. I can't wait to share some of the truth and tools God has shown me to help you shift everything about your productivity and time in both midlife and business. Are you ready to get started? Busyness is not just a disordered calendar or to-do list, it's a disordered heart. And a well-ordered life flows from a well-ordered heart that's focused on Him. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast, the go-to place for busy Christian women juggling all the things in midlife and business. From launching kids to aging parents, caring for your needs to serving your clients, investing in relationships to serving in your community. Oh, and keeping up with the laundry, the dishes, and the dirty floors. Honestly, it's a lot to balance. No wonder you feel like you never have enough time. All the time management gurus out there will tell you you just need to get more organized. And chances are you've tried all the things, the planners, the programs, the all start Monday plans, but they never worked, at least not for very long. That's because those don't get to the heart of your busyness. Here, you'll learn how to build a with God life and business and go from busyness to fruitfulness in this season. And it starts in your heart, not in your calendar. Hey, I'm Lissa, Christian time management expert, priorities protector, and recovering should do list girl. I've been leading, teaching, and coaching Christian women for over 25 years. And I've been right where you are, controlled by all the shuns, expectations, obligations, and distractions. But then, God showed me how to redeem my time with faith at the center to let who I am and whose I am guide how I use my time. I'm here to share with you how to use his truth along with time management tools to discover you really do have all the time you need for what you're called to. You just need someone to show you the way. Open up your heart and calendar because I'm going to show you how to redeem your time and stop believing there's never enough. Are you ready? Okay, friend, have you ever known what the problem was even before you went to see the doctor for something? And have you ever known what he or she was going to tell you to do to fix it? I'm sure we've all been there, but sometimes we need to hear them say it to realize how much of a problem it is and what will it grow into if we don't do something about it. 
Now, I'm no medical expert, but I am a heart and calendar expert, as well as a fellow midlifer, juggling all the things with my faith in this season, my marriage in its season, my kids in their seasons, my parents in their seasons, my aging body in its season, my calling in this season, my home in this season, not to mention my kingdom-focused business in this season. And I know when I'm falling back into busyness. My stomach gets knotted, my throat gets tight, my head gets foggy, and I know what I need to do to fix it. I need to stop doing and focus on being. To fill up with his presence, truth, and peace. To fill up with rest and restorative movement and good food. To fill up with what brings me joy and energizes and inspires me. So just let me ask you, do you know that you've got a busyness problem and that's what you need to do to cure your busyness too? Maybe so, but do you do it? Sadly, men and many of us as women don't. Why? Because we've got a knowing doing gap. We know we are busy and we should slow down, but we don't do it. And not only do we not do the being part, we often do more of the doing part, which only makes the problem worse and the symptoms even more painful. So today, I have a gift for you to help you to remove the knowing doing gap when it comes to slowing down to fill up before you pour out. It's the direction and permission I'm giving you inside the Fill Your Cup First Guide that also comes with a free worksheet and coaching video. (laughs) In fact, you've probably heard me mention it many times here on the podcast, but have you done something about it? Have you gone to redeemhertime.com forward slash fill or click the link in the show notes to request it? Have you gone to your inbox or check spam to retrieve it? Have you downloaded it or printed it? Have you read it and watched the video? Have you completed the worksheet and put it where you can see it? Have you made time to fill up before you pour out as part of your daily or weekly plan? Or do you still have a knowing doing gap along with a busyness diagnosis? Make today the day that you grab the guide or start to use it to let go of busy and embrace the stillness of being filled and let this guide how you use your time. I'll drop that link in the show notes again for you just in case. Speaking of a diagnosis, we have a problem, a busyness problem, and we live in a busy world that's not slowing down anytime soon. And one that tells us that being busy is a good thing and is a sign of productivity. But as Christian women, we don't listen to what the world has to say, right? Doing a lot of things and always quote, staying busy is either not producing much desirable fruit if any, in our lives or businesses, except for exhaustion and emptiness. Can you relate? Life often feels purposeless, pointless, and fruitless. That's because we mistake busyness for productivity. But what kind of fruit are we truly producing in our life when we're always busy? When we redefine productivity in our life and business according to God's truth, we will go from busyness to fruitfulness. From that purposelessness, pointlessness, fruitlessness, to purposefulness, peacefulness, and fruitfulness. Listen to this contrast of the two different ways in Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3. Blessed is the man, or woman, who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. That's the person running around, listening to all the ways the world says to do it. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. My friend, that's the woman taking time to fill up with him before she pours out. 
And then listen to verse three at the outcome. He or she is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. In all that she does, she prospers. Did you hear that? She is planted in the right place by the streams of water that give her what she needs so that she'll be fruitful and not wither no matter what is going on around her. Notice she's not running all over to all those other bodies of water that she can find, trying to find what's life-giving. That's what those other people are doing. But instead, she's staying in one place, the most important place. And what's the result? Well, it says that in all she does, she prospers, AKA she's productive. But it's not the way that productivity is defined by the world, but how it's defined by God. Speaking of which, how does God define productivity? And what does that look like in our lives as Christian women business owners? Well, I'm so glad you asked. So let's dive into the three keys to redefine productivity and go from busyness to fruitfulness. Number one, the diagnosis. Number two, the definition. And number three, the direction. Are you ready? Okay. Key number one, the diagnosis. Do you have symptoms of chronic busyness? Here's an easy way to tell. When asked the question, how's life lately, how do you tend to answer? Recently, I asked this of a friend of mine, and she stopped, smiled, and said, oh, just busy. But is busy the word that we want to define us? Sadly, busy is often the word that slips out of our mouth. Right? We live in a fast-paced culture that tells us to move from one thing to the next and always be in perpetual motion. We see busy as a mark of success, of significance, of worth, of value, a badge of honor that we wear. And it feels like it's just a part of life, even in any season of life, that we're always doing and rarely resting has become our new normal. But the problem is, we now are experiencing the symptoms of busyness. What symptoms of busyness are you seeing and feeling? Let me walk you through the eight key areas that we talk about here. What are you seeing in your faith walk? Are you feeling a distance, a disinterest, a doing it out of duty? Or in your relationships with family and friends, is there a disconnection and a lack of depth? Or in your work, is there indecision and inaction? In your stewardship, is there an unawareness of your spending or an overspending to try to compensate for something else? In your wellness, are you feeling that knot in your stomach, that tightness in your throat, that foggy brain, maybe unable to sleep? If you remember, I told the story several months back about my diagnosis of hystericus globus. I'd had the sensation in my throat that I had a ball, and it was almost like I hadn't swallowed my food correctly. But I knew that by almost 50, I certainly knew how to chew and swallow. So after all the testing and all the prodding and the probing and all the different things that my doctor tried, he finally looked at me and said, you have globus hystericus, which means you have an anxiety that is showing up in a sensation of this ball in your throat. And so I'll tell you in a minute what he offered me to fix the problem. But my, basically, my diagnosis was busyness. What about your area of passions? Are you lacking joy, rarely smiling, and not making time to pursue ways to grow? Or you're dwelling? When you look around, are things unorganized, uncoordinated? Or unwelcoming? When we get busy, life gets a little or a lot out of balance, and then we're not much good to anyone or anything. Now, 
I can't help but think, (laughs) when I was thinking about busyness of this little song that goes, we're busy, busy, dreadfully busy. You've no idea what we have to do. Busy, busy, frightfully busy, much, much too busy for you. Does anyone recognize that? That is from Veggie Tales from the growing up days of my kids. And it was from the story of the Good Samaritan. There was a priest and a Levite that should have had time for what they were called to, which was loving God and loving others. But they were too busy and walked by on the other side of the road. But it was the Samaritan who took the time to do what was right. Wow, that really still gets to my heart these days, because we are called to do two things, to love God and to love others. Now, you may not be singing this song to your hubby, your kids, your neighbor, your friend, but when you're busy, especially when you say out loud, oh, just staying busy, what message are you sending to others? Do you remember having a phone that hung on a wall with a cord? Now, let me ask you if you remember this. What happened if you were talking and someone else called? They heard the right, the busy signal, which meant you were not available. So they got the message. Either they needed to call back later or they just would move on with life. But when we are saying that we are busy and we're acting like we're busy and we're telling others we're busy, what is that message being sent to others? And what are we saying to God? especially when we say there's never enough time, or if I only had more time, or life is always busy. Now, maybe you're not saying it out loud, but I wanna ask you, what is your calendar saying with all those notes, circles, arrows, lists, crowded pages? Would you say that you suffer from chronic busyness, AKA ongoing busy? What do your words say? What do your actions say? What does your calendar say? What does your life say? The first step is always diagnosing or noticing the problem, because then you can do something about it. And you can do or produce the true heart change. So back to my story about Globus Hystericus. When my doctor offered me a prescription for anxiety meds to cure my Globus Hystericus, I knew that wasn't the solution for me. Why? Because I knew it wasn't a head problem. It was a heart problem, which is why I took it to God and asked him to show me how to fix my busyness. So if you've made the mistake of making your busyness a sign of your productiveness too, then how do we redefine productivity God's way? Well, key number two is the definition. What is God's definition of productivity? Let me read you something from a book I've been reading recently. Actually, it's a little booklet study called Breaking Free from Busyness by The Daily Grace Co. And it says, As followers of Christ, we are to live our lives for the Lord. Yet busyness often reveals how we are slaves to our schedules instead of servants of our Savior. As believers, it is not about having a busy life, but a fruitful life. The difference lies in what we allow to motivate our actions. If we live for ourselves or for the world, we will approach our time with a desire for success, security, and satisfaction. But if we live for Christ, we will approach our time with a desire for faithfulness. And I would add fruitfulness. Did you hear that? Success, security, satisfaction. Sounds like a pretty productive life by the world's definition. You know, I really don't like the word productivity because it stirs up in me that feeling that I need to be doing more things in less time to get more results. And that's really not true. You can do a lot of things and even do a lot of things in less time. And yes, get results. 
but not necessarily the results you desire. If I want to produce a certain type of fruit on the fruit trees here at the Figgy Farm, then we need to plant the right kind of tree in the right kind of year and give it the right kind of nutrients over the right seasons and keep the wrong kind of bugs or critters away in order to produce the right kind of fruit in the right season to harvest. Otherwise, we may have no fruit or little fruit or shriveled fruit. That's what happened to our grapevines this year. They are basically fruitless and what little they did produce was not very enticing. Jesus taught in Matthew 7 that you will know a tree by its fruit, aka the fruit is the evidence of what is inside and the growth that is happening or not happening. And then he goes on to teach in John 15, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Does that remind you of the tree firmly planted from Psalm 1? That fruit that is produced is not because the tree or the vine were running around being busy and productive. It's because they were planted and abiding in him as their source of life and growth. So maybe the most productive thing you can do is to not do more, but to be more. To fill up with him so that he directs where to pour out and that it's him that's actually pouring out. That, my friend, is what will produce the best fruit. I looked up the definition. Productivity literally means the state or quality of producing something, aka fruit. So if we as Christian women want to produce fruit and fruit that will last and be a blessing to others, we need to be like the tree in Psalm 1 and like the vine in John 15 and just be so that he can produce the fruit in us. And when we're living a with God life and building a with God business, that turns our productivity aka the way the world defines it by being busy doing, into purposivity, living out the purpose he has given us by being his daughter. That will produce the right kind of fruit. Don't you agree? Recently, I came across this passage from Psalm 92, verses 12 through 15, which ties this all together for us, especially in this season of life. Listen to this. The righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. By the way, Have you seen how ginormous those cedars are? They are planted in the house of the Lord, a.k.a. not running around being busy. They flourish in the courts of God, right? They experience healthy growth because they are with him. And listen to this. They still bear fruit in old age. Yes, even in midlife and beyond because they are ever full of sap and green. That means his life is filling their veins, just like that branch that's abiding on the vine. And for what purpose? to declare that the Lord is upright, that he is my rock, and that there is no unrighteousness in him. Check out that personal testimony of his faithfulness and celebrating his character. As Christian women in midlife, when we are planted in his presence, we will flourish, grow, and bear fruit that glorifies him and invites others to taste and see. Because who doesn't like to pick a nice juicy piece of fruit to enjoy when passing by a flourishing fruit tree? So, How do we start to experience this shift in our hearts and our calendar? Well, that leads us to key number three, the direction. How do I go from busyness to fruitfulness? And girl, this is when it gets fun. So let's get growing together. Over the next few weeks and months, we'll keep taking the next step and the next step and the next step in this process. So let me give you a quick overview with a few important reminders. Number one. Evaluate your chronic busyness and the symptoms that you're experiencing in the eight key areas of your life. It's only in acknowledging our condition of our heart 
that we can make changes in our calendar with what we choose to do or not do with our time. That's where we started today. So I encourage you to listen again if you need to, and for sure, come over into the Redeem Her Time community where we'll go even deeper together. Number two, prioritize the things that God says matter over what the world says. I'll give you a hint. It can be summarized into two things, love God and love others. And we live that out in the context of the eight areas of attention that we often talk about around here. Our faith walk, our family, our friendships, our service, stewardship, wellness, passions, and dwelling. We'll dive into each of these areas over the next few weeks, so stay tuned to get challenged and move to action. Number three, remember what God says is true about your productivity and fruitfulness. We'll spend a few weeks filling up with His truth about our time and the outcome of it to recognize it's only in His strength and by His grace that we can live for Him and actually redeem our time. Productivity is not about being busy doing, but about doing the right things in the right way, in the right time, with Him. Number four, make a plan to use your time well, aka redeem it. We don't want to just puff up with useless knowledge, no matter how true it is, and not put it into practice. So we'll walk through several practical, actionable steps to map out where He's calling you to invest your time, to produce fruit for His kingdom that will last and glorify Him. And number five, look back at your growth and His grace over your life. Last, we'll take time to look back, to celebrate His faithfulness, even when we sometimes still jump back on the hamster wheel of busyness and don't produce much fruit for the kingdom, and to see the areas of growth that we've experienced so we can continue using our time in the right way to keep growing. Let me read one more quote from Breaking Free from Busyness by The Daily Grace Co. It says, If we find that our schedules are keeping us from prioritizing our relationship with the Lord, investing in friends and family, and taking care of our health, it is possible that our schedules have been centered around us rather than the Lord, even when we're filling up with good things, and especially when we're doing them with wrong motives. So stop and consider whether you are currently using your time for God's glory above all else. Think through your motivation for your work, tasks, and roles. Consider whether you are doing too much and examine your true motives. It is when God sits on the throne of our hearts that our time will be fruitful and reflective of the God we serve. Girl, it's like she's been listening to redeem her time, right? I could go on and on about this idea of busyness to fruitfulness, but I think I've given you enough to reflect on for today. So, do you have a diagnosis of busyness? Do you see the difference in the definition of productivity from God's perspective? Do you have some direction for how to break free from busyness and plant yourself in Him to experience true fruitfulness? I'd love to hear what stood out most to you today and throughout this Busyness to Fruitfulness series. So come join us inside the Redeem Her Time community at redeemhertime.com forward slash community, where we'll go from knowing to doing together. Here's today's community question. What is one way you know when you are falling into busyness? Come share on today's question and be encouraged and equipped to change that. And my friend, it all starts with filling up before you pour out. So be sure to grab the Fill Your Cup First guide and use it. You can find that at redeemhertime.com forward slash fill. And before we go, can I read this prayer that I wrote recently over you and me? Here's what I wrote. Dear Lord, thank you for the gift of time that you have given me and that it is not limitless, such that I have to trust you and be intentional with how I use it. Business is something I can easily fall into as a doer, so I ask you to reveal where it has secretly crept in or blatantly taken over. 
Show me my heart in the matter. Show me my heart in the matter that my true motives are behind what I do, and where even my desire to redeem my time is focused on me and not you. Show me where time has become an idol and how to worship you instead. And ultimately, may I be a faithful steward of my time, such that it produces abundant fruit for your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, friend, I'll see you over inside the Redeem Her Time community, where we'll talk more about this. Thanks for joining me for this episode. And until next time, remember, you do have all the time you need for what he has called you to in this season and in light of eternity. Follow his example to create a rightly ordered schedule and a rightly ordered heart, because you are here for such a time as this. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear. So would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile, and that way I know you're liking the show. And it helps other busy Christian women, just like you, find real-life answers too. Speaking of which, grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15-minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.